listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I am Faith. Faith, do we have any patrons to thank? Oh my gosh, so many. Steph, Al, Sarah, PD, other Sarah, I guess I should say Sarah M and Sarah S, <laughs> and London. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much. Thank you, and I should say that thanks to our patrons, like these guys who are awesome, mm-hmm. we're, we were actually able to launch our YouTube channel. Gender Rebels TV is real and live, and the links are down below. Yeah. So be sure and check out our videos. If you like our podcast, it's basically like our podcast, but with pictures mm-hmm. and a little shorter and punchier, uh, just to fit the format. And, and, and our dog is in one of them. Yes. Yeah. And we're hoping to do new episodes every Monday. We'll see. Kat doesn't want to promise that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we can. So we'll see how it goes. So let us know what you think. And like always, send us any ideas or questions or anything you have that you think would be good to discuss on the TV show or the podcast. Hey, Faith, I got a question. Sure, what's your question? You have been full-time for a year. Like, you hit your one-year anniversary, right? Yeah. I just hit my one-year anniversary back in November. It's been almost six weeks since then. Okay, so uh, there was a question on Reddit that made me think. I kind of wanted to hear from you. This person put, let's talk about the end game. You finished transitioning. You're done. You're there. You're female. Everyone knows you and treats you accordingly. You do boring, everyday lady things, and that's all. Maybe it sounds boring, but this Redditor, at least, said there's not enough of this kind of talk, and it helps to hear more about this. So I'm talking about post-transition, after it's all done, once that hurdle has been cleared. Ah, finished. What's it like on the other side? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't consider myself anywhere near done or completed. I guess in the trans world, I, I... Every every trans person's different, but there is this narrative in the trans world, which is like, you will get on hormones, you will get electrolysis, as for FT, MTFs, mm-hmm. you know, you'll get your breast implants, your FFS, and your then your SRS, that's your facial feminization surgery, your uh, sex reassignment sex reassignment surgery. surgery. Mm-hmm. We've done episodes about those links down below, mm-hmm. and not saying that every person gets those things, but. That's, that's sort of the That's list. the narrative. And yeah. sort of once you've done that, uh, you've come out, you've updated your name, etc. There's a, there's a list. Mm-hmm. Once you've completed this list, checked off everything, you're done. Transition over. You're finished. You're finished. You're completed. Uh, you get a gold stamp of approval from the High Trans Council. Nice. Are we on that council? Not are yet. You, elections, you... elections are up uh, during the next full moon. So... <laughs> We'll see. It's every trans person is different. Mm -hmm. Every transition is different. So for one person, it may be like, I don't even need hormones. I can just present this way and I'm good. Mm -hmm. It may be I want hormones, but quite frankly, surgery. You may be like Jehovah's Witness or something. Mm -hmm. and, And the idea of like. A surgery where you might need blood transfusion or something like or any other number of reasons. Or you why don't someone, want it or you can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't afford it. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or surgery may just be scary. I mean, that's sort of. It is scary. Where a lot of people are. It's like, especially something like SRS or FFS. FFS, you can like fuck up your face. Your face. 
nice. SRS, you know, SRS, you can potentially ruin your ability to enjoy sex. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, there's so many complications. There's risks and your crotch and your face are pretty important body parts. And they're both like, and they're both such involved surgeries, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. especially SRS with such like a a large recovery time Mm. that a lot of people are like, "Mm, I don't know. So every transition is different. So it's hard to it's hard to really be like, okay, I'm done. Well, um, sure, but what you're saying is every transition is different, and some people choose to do something and choose not to do another thing, and are sort of maybe on this one I'll table it for another year and then I'll think about it. Every transition is different, but at some point you've done the stuff that you want to do, yeah. right? And you're the one who decides. Yeah. That's a point that I think we really need to make is that you are the one mm-hmm. who decides when you're complete. It's not checking off this checklist. Right. It's yeah. Not... Forget the checklist. That's suggestions, not it's... steps. Exactly. It's getting to a point where you're happy with your life. Mm-hmm. That may wax and wane. Every person's uh... life is sometimes happy. It's sometimes not. I know I go through moods where I'm like, Certain surgeries, I'll be like, damn, I need to get that. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's start working toward that. And other moments where I'm like, I don't know. That's quite a hassle. I don't need to go near that. It seems that. like a lot of effort, you know, and I'm okay right now. So. so it sounds like you've got some things that you're still sort of on the fence and figuring out. Yeah. But there's stuff you've definitely done. I And will continue to do, like and the drugs. Exactly. And I've done, actually, in my transition, I've done quite a few. I've checked off quite a few other things. Mm-hmm. Electrolysis. I've done laser. I've not done electrolysis yet, but I've done the hair removal. I've done the HRT. I've come out at work. I've changed my name. Mm -hmm, I've mm -hmm. come out to family. I've done a lot of things on the checklist. Mm -hmm. There's some surgeries I haven't done, but Mm -hmm. other than that, I've checked off a lot of things. And surgeries you might not ever do. Yeah. Those are maybe at best. Exactly. They're optional. So actually every part of this is optional. We should make that clear. Yes. But we've made that clear and everyone's different. So some people finish. You may at some point finish. finish. Yeah. Transitioning. And so the end game is tricky because 99% of our lives are spent in just like dull banality. Go okay. on. So even if I were to like get a boob job in SRS, mm-hmm. right? I'm still going to be sitting there like typing at work and answering emails and like going to the grocery store. And, and really those new aspects of my body aren't really going to come into it that often. But they're important enough that you're going to get them. I mean, well, maybe. We'll maybe. see. Yeah. But I feel like having been full-time for a year, mm-hmm. I've completed. I, I, I've checked off enough things that I could talk about end game because I'm really kind of at the end game. Yeah. And I mean, some um, people do stop at the level that you've yeah. gotten to. Yeah. That's one thing I always try to remind myself is when I sit there and be like, oh, I can't afford, you know, let's be honest about surgeries. I absolutely want boobs. <laughs> HRT's done some wonderful things, but... Damn, I I would like some some nicer store-bought boobs sometime. All right. And that is not covered by any insurance. No. So that you just got to pay out, out of pocket pockets. for that. Okay. Whether you get surgeries or not, but you're basically done. Yeah. Yeah. So so for all intents and purposes, like, I'm done with the parts that aren't optional. Mm-hmm. Like, I live my life as a woman. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I don't notice. And that's kind of the wonderful thing because... Yeah. Life is kind of ordinary and boring. It's those occasional moments where you sort of like look around and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a girl and this is awesome. It's hard to it's, it's something I don't always notice because it does become it does become ordinary. Mm-hmm. Like we just went out for New Year's Eve and I remember I got dressed up for New Year's Eve. Yeah. 
I, so I went, I have my normal daily work makeup, my mm-hmm. normal daily presentation, but for New Year's Eve, I dressed up. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like my regular presentation is just kind of the daily day to day presentation. Do you notice an absence of dysphoria or that burden being gone? That's part of it. Yeah. One of the huge things for me, like the social aspect of it being treated that way mm-hmm. was like such a huge part of my okay. My transition, like, I didn't, I wasn't one of those people who, like, hates their body, like, sure. so hard. Sure, like, some sure. people just have to have surgery because they're not going to, like, be able to be happy without it. Other people are like, I'm I'm more happy being in a female with social role. With this being my life. Yeah, yeah. with this being yeah. my life. So, to me, that part's complete. Mm-hmm. And it is, the completed part of that's wonderful. It is wonderful. Part of my stress before transitioning mm-hmm. was this, like, omnipresent kind of dread of like other people are transitioning will i ever Mm. you know Mm -hmm. i'd seen so many friends or people there's this thing i could do and i haven't yeah come out and transition and And that's a thing thing. that fear i might never what if Mm -hmm. i never do this what if i never ever get to that that actually was like thought that really really drove my dysphoria and unhappiness that's so interesting the thought that you might never do it was what bothered you not the male body. Well, no, other parts ma- did. Okay. You, no, you on, only you, had one thing that you bothered you. You saw my you. male presentation. I was schlubby. <laughs> I didn't really care. I'm going to blame male fashion limitations. That, that too. But I, you know, I was, and male social roles mm-hmm. are never anything. Even when I was presenting male, I was like, I don't think I can have groomsmen if we get married because <laughs> I don't have male friends. Gotcha. <laughs> so it was to me it was still very it was like the social side of it but also like the presentation side mm-hmm. were very important and now that's just life yeah it's kind of wonderful like i liken it to like i i live in new york city i grew up mm-hmm. in the suburban south and longed for you know that kind of adventure like so many kids do mm-hmm. and i ended up moving to new york city like it or or hate it, it's New York and it's where I live and it's still magical, but it's it's very mundane. I take out the trash in New York City. I see <laughs> gutters and I smell nasty smells and all this stuff. I pay parking tickets in New York yeah, City. Yeah, I wait for the train that seems to never come. I avoid homeless people yeah, in New York City. But occasionally I actually will like look up at a skyscraper or something and be like, holy crap, mm-hmm. I live in New York City. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. And that's sort of how being a woman is. Mm-hmm. Is that a lot of the time I'm dealing with crap and just you know life or not and, thinking about it at all or and, not thinking about yeah. it at all or not really noticing mm-hmm. and then other times i have these amazing bursts of like oh my god this is real every time i walk by like like a display of guys suits i'm mm-hmm. always like so boring yay <laughs> um when you know sometimes when i when i am in the women's restroom at work just like not having to be in the guy's room mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. men's room just makes me like happy you never have to lay eyes on a urinal ever again I don't. Actually, it's nice. I don't Mm -hmm. think about that. (laughs) See, I don't think about this stuff. It's boring and ordinary. It is boring and ordinary. (sighs) That's so great. Yeah, it's fantastic. You get to go to the corner store as a female, and you get to go to meetings at work as a female, and you get to bitch about incompetent co-workers as a female. Yeah. And you get to talk to my parents as a female, and we meet storekeepers and pet trainers and everyone knows and treats you and regards you and you're a female and that's just normal it's just what you are and as i get as i get more and more into full-time the number of people who knew me as my previous self Mm -hmm. as my male presentation Mm -hmm. like dwindles with each year Mm -hmm. 
um, because every new person I meet has only met Faith. And you ditch old friends as fast as you can. I do. <laughs> fuck them. You know, she doesn't. She doesn't. Make new friends. friends and get rid of old. Cut off One is old. silver. The other is stupid. The other is like a dead limb. Carrying yeah. You, holding you back. Becoming gangrenous. No, but I would say of our friends, I would say of our like friend group, our exhaustive friend group mm. not really but i would say probably at this point a good half of them have only met oh yeah i would say more than half yeah yeah and before i always had to kind of like make sure this, if certain people were going to be at certain events yeah, yeah all right how are you going to present so you know mm. pamela is there so i better make sure I'm, I'm presenting female it's just wonderful i mean it's nice to for me like Clothes and makeup be a normal part of my life. Yeah. Like every day, I can go to work. It's it's nice to like be free of the of the guy bullshit mm-hmm. because like all the guy social stuff is something I hated. I hated yeah. that guy social stuff. Like like the are we talking about masculinity culture kind of thing? masculinity culture and like there's guys are always putting each other down and like even in subtle ways trying to be like the best. I'm the best. Mm. Guys are very about bragging. They're mm. very about. Who's the best? Who's the best? Posturing. All this bullshit. It's so tedious. Oh it's my so God. tedious. I mean, girls are supposedly gossiping and all this shit, but I don't really get that. I have not found that to be the case. Yeah. yeah. I've found my female friends to be much more supportive and cool than mm-hmm. guy friends have ever been. Guy friends are all about trying to impress each other, which is weird. They're always trying. They seem to always be trying to like make themselves the best potential mate around their own friends. <laughs> At the risk of sounding like hashtag not all men. Yeah. I, I know a lot of cool... I'm thinking back to our yeah. last party. A lot of cool guys who just hang out and are chill and are funny. And, yeah. You know. That's not... But of all, course, they're yeah. talking to a female. I'm talking about masculine culture. So masculine culture. Guys. I hate masculine culture. I don't like it. It's not something that I ever fit in, mm-hmm. fit into. It's something I suffered through mm-hmm. and hated and couldn't wait to shake off. And I, I never have to deal with that bullshit again. And you had plenty it's of wonderful. guy friends as a guy. I mean, you... you weren't 100% female friends. No. You had guy friends. I do have some guy friends, but female friends have always been the majority of my friends. Yeah. Just like the idea of never having to like deal with guy clothes or mm. not guy, just anything guy stuff just is freeing and it's so nice and I get these nice little bursts occasionally of like, I never have to deal with that again mm-hmm. or I never have to mm-hmm. see a urinal again or I never have to tie a tie again. Our boxers, they bunch up under your pants. That's never going to be your never problem. Never going to be a problem. Yes, there's other problems. There's plenty of other problems. So yeah, what's what are hassles? What's, what's... I mean, I've I've started to notice my perception of men has changed. Mm, okay. In that I tend to be more fearful around them. Okay. Especially in situations where it's like one-on-one, like walking down the street and there's someone behind me. Mm. I've started to like kind of be a little more nervous about this. Wow. Okay. I kind of freaked out yesterday because I was walking our dog at night Mm. and someone behind me was like talking, but I couldn't really understand what it was. I thought they were talking to me and it Mm. turned out to be this like little old man that was kind of like just humming. But it's still like weird. The idea of someone like following me behind me in the street and talking to me is like it's freaky so Mm -hmm. i've started to to pick up on that and that's probably female socialization as well Mm -hmm. being a little less carefree carefree with how i am in the world Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. because and that's how that's how women are you know men own the space and women are kind of there we are granted access at their discretion yeah Yeah. not that we agree with that but that's sort of right the the general kind of way society operates Mm -hmm. things like that you know what? I, I love and cherish the female friendships that I have. You know, those are wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's been nice. And I've had girls undress in front of me, which is still a little weird. That was, yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, I saw it to be like, <laughs> I'm not making eye. Oh, okay. hi. Hi, that's. Huh. Yeah, I'm glad you're not comfortable with that, because I'm not. <laughs> it I'm was, like, it was a surprise, but we have to be Fonzie about it. Yeah, you have to yeah. be totally Fonzie about that. So things like that. So there's there's certain awkwardness to that, mm-hmm. and I'm still not 100 percent comfortable, you know, like changing at the gym or things oh, like sure. that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were a brownie, <laughs> the toothpick would still have a little bit of goo on it, <laughs> a little bit of batter still Put on it. Put it back in. Still not coming out minutes. clean. Yeah. Getting there though. I like metaphors. Yeah. Thank yes. You. I like brownies. I like similes also. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I think being done, so to speak, I don't mm-hmm. know that I'll ever feel. 100% complete or sure. finished sure. or I still have doubts. I still have nagging doubts. Like I said about changing at the gym, I still mm-hmm. have situations where I'm like, I worry about passing or not. We were yeah. at a diner the other day that only has male, female restrooms right. and they're like, you know, they're not single use. And mm-hmm. this was like New Year's Day. Yeah. I was in my crappiest possible presentation, <laughs> no makeup, uh, maybe a little smudge from the night before that I hadn't quite fully cleaned mm-hmm. off and like jeans and a t-shirt and i was going toward where they had a single use like handicap one or, mm. or something and, mm-hmm. and it was like kind of closed off and uh i had one of the waitresses be like miss miss go over there it's and use that one here. so that was nice because i was not feeling like i was presenting in any way feminine mm-hmm. and and to actually yep. have someone miss. treat me as that so i still have i still have nagging doubts constantly about sure. passing about making other people uncomfortable if I'm in a situation like a locker room mm-hmm. or a restroom or things like that. Mm-hmm. And I still feel I still feel fake sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I'll ever not feel fake. So I mean I think that's a good topic to discuss in another episode. We did have a request to discuss imposter syndrome. Yeah. But that's a big part of it. That's that's a big part of it. So being complete is something that we strive for, but I don't know that we'll ever truly find. Sure. But in the meantime, I think having checked off a bunch of stuff, getting near complete, being mm-hmm. at, say, 70% or whatever, mm-hmm. feels better than being at 50%. Totally. Day-to-day life is boring, but there's still some amazing flashes of, of wow, this is wonderful, and wow, this sucks less. You're still going to have to commute. You're still going to have to work. You're still going to have to pay taxes. Yeah. But it sucks less. It sucks less. And I don't have that like horrible feeling of like, oh my God, I'm never going to transition. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say it feels wonderful to be as complete as I am. And I look forward to being, you know, maybe more complete if that's right for me in the future. Oh, one other thing I got to say mm. about, about this is it's nice to know that I've transitioned, that I'm full time. I have the rest of my life to decide about those surgeries. That's true. Which are my only other boxes to tick off. And mm-hmm. I literally have the rest of my life. I have decades to decide if those are right for me. That's true. And that's fantastic. So Yeah. You took the biggest steps already. I took the biggest steps. And the rest are just putting on top of the pie. That's not how. <laughs> Icing on top of the cake. There you go. Custard on top of the you keep pudding. talking about dessert. Do you want to get dessert? Maybe we should get dessert. Get dessert. Well, thanks, Faith. That is yes. super helpful and super interesting. Guys, I hope you learned something. Tell us where you are. Do you feel complete? Do you think you'll ever feel complete? How does complete feel if you do feel complete? And tell us what finished will be, if you think you know. And tell us how life is now, wherever you are in your process. Yeah. So well, thanks for listening, Thanks everyone. for listening. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash gender bubbles. You won't regret it. Link down below. Talk to you next time. Bye.
If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. We have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards, including drinks with the gender rebels at Stonewall. Please leave a five star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at The Gender Rebels. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye. Go over there it's and use that one. Here. So that was relieving because, yes. oh God, that was nice. Gross.